Hey, in today's English lesson, I'm going to teach you 10 English study techniques that will help you finally speak English more fluently. Are you ready? Well then, I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. Here we go. Technique number one, news analysis. That's right. News analysis. Now for this technique, you're going to read and analyze news articles covering various topics like politics, current affairs, and economics. Why? Because this will enhance your comprehension, your vocabulary, and your critical thinking skills. And to be very honest, as your English teacher, this is the most important part, important part of this technique, enhancing your critical thinking skills. You see, again, I know your goal is to speak English fluently, right? That's why I'm giving you these techniques, but in order to speak English fluently, my friend, you must first think you got it in English. You have to train your brain to think like a native English speaker. You need critical thinking skills. You need to be able to answer the five W's who, what, when, where, and why give reasons to support your answers and details and many other things connected to properly thinking in English. So with this technique of news analysis, you're going to find various articles. And because of the time that we're living in right now, you have access to the internet. That's how you're watching me. Maybe you're on your cell phone right now, looking at the YouTube video, or maybe using your computer or tablet, but you're using the internet right now to watch this lesson, or you're listening to it via a podcast app on your phone. Well, the same internet provides you with various news articles in English, find articles about various topics. Then you're going to take your pen and a piece of paper or a notebook and start analyzing. What is this article about? Who is talking? Where is the issue? What's the country answer the five W's analyze that article. Now in the beginning, it might feel like you're just studying for a test. But no, my friend, you're training your brain to do what? Yes. Think in English because your goal is to speak English fluently. So again, number one is news analysis. You have access to so many news articles, online blogs, and different websites, pick an article and analyze it. All right. Technique number one, news analysis. Now technique number two is just as important in order for you to speak English fluently. This technique must be used debates and discussions. Once again, debates and discussions. Now I'm going to break this down. Don't worry. This is not story time. Hey, that's coming at the end. Don't miss story time. But I remember being in high school as a native English speaker. Remember my goal is to help you start sounding like me, a native English speaker. And I believe you can do it. I remember when I was in high school, well over 25 years ago, right? And I remember my English teacher teaching us how to debate. Why was that so important? Because she was helping us native English speakers, Americans learn how to organize our thoughts, to prove a point, to present an idea, to support our debated topic. 
right? We were learning how to organize our thoughts. So when you participate in debates and discussions, you'll also learn how to organize your thoughts. So listen closely, engage in written or oral debates, spoken, vocal, right? And discussions on topics of interest. Very key. It must be on topics of interest, things that you're actually interested in. If you don't care about politics, don't, don't debate about politics, right? You want to debate something you actually care about music, art, science, sports, whatever it is, right? This will help you practice expressing your opinions and sharing your ideas. Man, I love this. Listen, because your goal is to speak English fluently. That literally only means you have the ability to express your thoughts, your ideas, and your opinions. That's what it means to speak English fluently, to be able to eloquently present your thoughts. When you participate in debates and discussions on topics you're interested in, you already have a database in your mind. Information that you have gleaned over time, built up this database in your mind, right? And when you go to a debate, you'll have something to say. The more you practice doing this, whether verbally or typing online, having a discussion about a certain topic, the easier it will be for you to speak in other situations about that topic. We're talking about helping you speak English fluently. This is a very different way for you to study English. I'm sure you're used to studying books and just going to a course and just sitting there, right? No, I want you, yes, continue doing that, but also to really start taking control of your English journey. All right. So number two debates and discussions. Now I will say this, don't be rude. Don't be mean debates and discussions. These can be very healthy debates, right? I have debates with my nieces sometimes. Hey, what's the best fruit? I love apples. True story. My nieces, they like strawberries. I'm like, okay, strawberries are good, but I like apples because dot, dot, dot. That's a healthy debate. We're just having a debate or a discussion, right? Make sure it's a healthy debate or a discussion. Don't be upset. Enjoy the conversation. You got me. All right, here we go. Technique number three, technique number three, reverse translation, reverse translation. Listen very closely. Pick a short text in your native language. That's right. I'm telling you whether you speak Vietnamese, Spanish, French, Creole, whatever your language is, pick a short text, maybe a paragraph in your native language then translate it into English. This will help you start thinking more in English. Pay attention. Normally your issue, your struggle, right? Nod your head. If you agree, you see something in English, someone gives you a paper and there's English on it. And you're like, okay. Immediately your brain goes to translate that text into your native language. Has that happened before? You can shake your head. Yes. Right. I've been there too. I was there in the past when I was learning Korean, right? Immediately translating it to my native language, English. What I'm telling you to do is the reverse. Take some text, piece of paper that has a paragraph on it, even online. That's in your native language, right? And now 
force yourself to translate that to English. Why is this so important? Remember, in order for you to speak English, speak English fluently, you must first, yes, think in English. We're getting you to this point where you'll be able to speak English fluently and with confidence. In order to do that, you have to think in English. So reverse translation again, as your English teacher, I'm telling you, yes, this is okay. Find text in your native language and translate it to English. It's okay to use a dictionary, right? To look up words that maybe you don't know, but this technique is going to help you more than you realize. Now your brain is going to say, okay, when we see text in French or Creole or Spanish, we need to translate it to English. The reverse is happening. You got me, right? Excellent. All right. So again, third technique, reverse translation. Let's move on to technique. Number four, vocabulary expansion. Again, vocabulary expansion. And the first thing that popped into my mind before I give you the explanation of this was my niece. My niece is seven years old right now. Right. And she's learning many things in school, right? She's expanding her vocabulary. Now as her aunt, right? I'm 41 years old at the time of this recording. I am a lot older than her. I've been studying a long time. I've had many more experiences. I've been exposed to many other things, right? Many more things than she has right in her seven years of life. So I have a more expansive vocabulary. What does that mean? It means that I am able to express my ideas, express my opinions, express my thoughts more eloquently than my niece. It's not about her being smart. She's extremely smart. It's just that she needs time to expand her vocabulary, right? The same is true for you. First and foremost, you are smart. You are intelligent. You simply need to apply this technique and expand your vocabulary in your own language. I'm sure man, you can really speak right now. We want to get you to the point to where you can express yourself the same way in English. So here we go. Regularly learn and review advanced vocabulary related. This is key. Pay attention related to specific fields or areas of interest using flashcards or vocabulary building apps like memorize or Quizlet or there are other apps. And actually I do have an app, but I'll tell you about that in a second, a totally uh, free app. And also I have a free newsletter. So here's the thing though. The more you expose yourself to vocabulary, of course, the wider and more vast your database of vocabulary words will get. But notice I said <coughs> related to a specific topic. This is the key. And over my many years of being an English teacher, I've realized that when students, English learners like you learn vocabulary that is connected to something, they tend to retain it a lot longer. I want you to retain the vocabulary and be able to use it during conversation. So again, learn vocabulary related to a specific topic of interest. Now I said earlier again, because of this desire, I literally started a totally free, you heard me right, a free 
daily English vocabulary email newsletter. All you have to do is go to www.dailyenglishvocabulary.com. The link is in the description or you can go there directly. What is this? Again, I have taught thousands upon thousands, millions of students on YouTube, but thousands upon thousands of students in person. And the one thing I know that each student, no matter what your level, beginner, intermediate, or advanced, each student needs is vocabulary. And I could not find a vocabulary email that was sent every single day with five new vocabulary words about a specific topic. So I said, Tiff, you have to make it. And I'm just doing this because I want to help you. So again, it's free. You don't have to pay anything. It's just to help you every day expand your vocabulary. So hit the link. If you'd like, you don't have to cause it's free, but I want to help you expand your vocabulary. This is going to, in the end, help you speak English more fluently. All right. So let's move on to technique number five, simulated conversations. Again, simulated conversations. What does this mean? Act out various roles in a dialogue or conversation using language learning apps, scripts, or improvisation techniques to improve speaking fluency and confidence. This will help you feel more comfortable in real life situations. Now, if you've ever wanted to be an actor or an actress, this is your technique. Listen, Many times when you're studying English, you feel this stress, you feel this pressure, you feel this nervousness, right? With this technique, the goal is to help you release all of those things. The goal is to help you feel more confident. The goal is to help you enjoy the process. So you're going to act out situations. Let's say for example, you're going to get some food, right? I want you to imagine a situation where you're going to get some food from McDonald's maybe right in America, right? You can find a script, right? The typical things they ask you, right? How you respond, how you place your order, then act it out and reverse it. You be the person taking the order. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? May I take your order? Play these things out. Role plays help you. Why? Because then your brain knows, Oh, <clears throat> when it comes to English, we don't always have to be stressed. This is an enjoyable experience. So different things will be released to help you <sighs> calm down. Make sense? So again, simulated conversations or in other words, role play. Here we go. Let's move on to technique number six, transcript analysis, transcript analysis. Now what you're noticing probably is that these techniques are not the regular techniques you've probably been following, right? Or utilizing, right? But these techniques work transcript analysis. Listen to spoken English materials as Ted talks totally free on YouTube or podcasts and simultaneously read the transcript. We have AI at our fingertips now, right? There are so many tools available right now. So you can get a transcript for free of a podcast, of a YouTube video, get the transcript and read along with the person speaking. Why? This will help you analyze sentence structure, intonation, and vocabulary usage. For example, 
you watch these English lessons with me, right? And I think you enjoy them. I enjoy teaching you, right? I change my intonation very often. For example, if I was teaching you this class, if I were teaching you the class and I just said, all right, next, I want you to do this and then do that. You'd probably immediately click off the video. Why? Because all of a sudden it's the same intonation. It's not interesting. When you watch a video, when you listen to a podcast and you're following along with the transcript, your brain starts making a connection. When we say it like this, we need to, okay, bring the intonation up. All right, bring it down, slow down a bit, speed up a bit. Your brain is more amazing than you realize. So many things can be learned subconsciously. You won't even realize that you're learning these things, right? So this is what I want you to do again. Transcript analysis, find a video, find a podcast, download the transcript and follow along. Make sense. Good job. All right, here we go. Technique number seven, authentic writing, authentic writing. Now you need to regularly challenge yourself to write essays, articles, or blogs on diverse topics in English. This will help you learn how to sound more like a native and improve your writing skills. Now, listen, I have had so many students tell me, Tiff, writing is so challenging in English. I don't know if I'm writing the right things or the wrong things. Listen, creativity, listen very closely. Creativity is super important when it comes to speaking English fluently. And many times creativity just comes out. Don't worry. Don't restrict yourself. Don't worry about any rules. I tell this to my students so many times in my academy and they're like, Tiff, are you going to correct this? Nope. Just keep talking. It's okay. Keep going. Let it flow. Over time, the corrections will come over time. You'll also self-correct the same is true with writing. Just get it out. Now behind me, you'll see, I have tons of notebooks. If you are watching this on YouTube, I write all the time. Many times I'm writing down ideas. I have things that I want to do to help you speak English more fluently. Other things that I need to do throughout the day. I write a lot. Now I'm a creative person, right? But I didn't always like writing. It wasn't until I started writing about things that I actually cared about that I started to enjoy writing. So authentic writing, figure out what you're interested in and take time to write those things down on a regular basis. This is going to help you speak English fluently. Why? Because you have to organize your thoughts in order to write something down. Got it. All right, here we go. Technique number eight. Listen to English audio or videos and transcribe what you hear as accurately as possible. This is technique number eight. It's called dictation exercises. Again, dictation exercises. So once again, listen to English audio or videos and transcribe what you hear as accurately as possible. Write down what you're hearing. As you compare your transcription with the original, it will help you identify mistakes and improve your listening skills. You wrote something down and you have six words in the sentence, but actually there were eight words. Wait a minute. I missed those two words. Ah, okay. She said this, listen again, 
all of a sudden you'll be able to hear the words you missed. How is this helping your English fluency? As you're listening, you're also being able to take in new words, new expressions, and new ways of expressing your own ideas and opinions. We're talking about speaking English fluently. So again, dictation exercises compare your transcription with the original and recognize what you missed and what you got right. You got it? Excellent. Here we go. Technique number nine, oral presentations, oral presentations. <clears throat> what I want you to do is to prepare and deliver presentations on topics of interest, incorporating research, visual aids, and engaging speaking techniques. This will help you improve your presentation skills and gain confidence in public speaking. Now you may be asking yourself, how am I going to do this? There's no one around me to present to. I don't live in a native English speaking country. What am I going to do in this situation? Let me explain this. Everything I'm teaching you right now, these techniques, specifically this one right here. When I was in high school, even middle school, middle school, high school, college, even at my first job, I had to do and give oral presentations. I had to practice organizing my thoughts about specific topics. I had to make sure I could present information to those listening to me in a way that they were able to understand. What is that? Speaking English fluently, being able to present an idea in a way that the person listening will be able to understand and follow along. So when you're doing this, no one needs to be in front of you. It's totally okay, but you need to figure out, wait a minute. I want to say this. How can I break this down so that people understand? Now I would encourage you to present it to other English learners. That's totally fine. If you have a community, like my students in my academy, we have a community, a telegram community, and they're able to bounce ideas off of each other. They record videos, upload them to our group and their friends give them feedback to let them know, Hey, I understood that that was very clear. Hey, I didn't understand this part. Can you give me more information about that? And that helps them develop their speaking skills for you. Again, the same is true. Create oral presentations and then if you have to talk to yourself in a mirror, I did the same thing. When I was learning Korean, I remember very vividly being in the bathroom of the dormitory that I was staying at and getting up around 4am before everyone else got up and talking to myself in the mirror, practicing what I was going to say. This will help you speak English more fluently, removing the nervousness and helping you convey your idea properly. Technique number 10. Language learning challenges, language learning challenges. Now set monthly or weekly challenges for yourself, such as reading a book in English, watching movies without subtitles or maintaining a conversation in English for a certain amount of time. This will help you achieve your goals faster because you will have more structure. Listen very closely. It's all about setting these milestones, things you're working towards. So each month or each week, if you have time, figure out how you are going to challenge yourself for that time period and work towards that goal. Hey, 
this month, teacher Tiffany told me about the transcription technique. I'm going to watch one video a week, transcribe it, and then compare what I wrote to the actual transcript. I want to do four this month. So that's one each week. Immediately you have something to work towards. It's important to challenge yourself and you can also participate in other challenges that might be presented to you online, but challenge yourself. Here's the deal. My friend, you can achieve your goal this year. You will be able to speak English fluently, but you have to do something different from what you've already been doing. What you've been doing has gotten you to this point, but you want to get here. So you have to change what you're doing. These techniques will help you. I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Again, my goal is to help you speak English fluently. I believe in you and I want you to believe in yourself. So I'll talk to you in the next lesson. You still there? Ha <laughs> ha. You know what time it is. It's story time. Hey, I said it's story time. <coughs> All right. So I want to tell you this story that really puts a smile on my face. I, so many times I like to work at a cafe. If I'm working on organizing lessons, right? Before I have to record them, if I'm just writing in my notebook or organizing them on my computer, I like to go to Starbucks and there's a specific Starbucks that I go to about 30 minutes away from my office. And I go there and I work all day. Now, right in the middle of my day, I'm there I'm in the zone the whole time I'm at Starbucks, I might get a chai tea latte, right? Um, I don't drink coffee, but I like chai tea. So <coughs> I'll get a chai tea latte. I have my headphones on and I'll be in the zone for hours. Then my stomach will start grumbling. Oh, got a little rumble. It's time to eat, right? So I'll put my things away. And then there's a restaurant that I love to go to. And you probably already know what type of restaurant it is. You guessed correctly, an Indian restaurant. Now this Indian restaurant, I love it so much. First, it's a buffet. One price, all you can eat. Second, they have so many options for vegetarians, right? And I can't eat cheese, so vegans. So I went to this restaurant as I usually do when I'm going to study or work at the Starbucks. So I went to the restaurant, it's called Basmati. And I put my stuff down and I'm usually going alone, right? It's my work day, so I'm going alone, I put my stuff down and I went to get my plate of food. So I came back and I sat down and I was eating my food and a lady sat next to me. Now <coughs> the restaurant is, is a nice size, but it's very popular. So it gets crowded quickly. So when you're sitting by yourself, they kind of have you sitting a little close. So, I mean, if I did this, I could touch her shoulder. Like she was that close to me. So if someone is that close to you, you naturally acknowledge them, right? So she actually acknowledged me first when she sat down, she said, hi, how are you? I said, I'm great. How are you? And I was immediately taken aback. She probably was about mm, four years. Well, no, she was four years younger than my parents. I remember my parents age, right? Older white lady, but her face was glowing. Like it was really glowing and her hair was beautiful. And it really caught me off guard. I was like, man, I was like, Wow. I was like, your hair is beautiful. I was like, you're a beautiful person. She's like, thank you so much. And we started having this conversation, right? 
and she was talking about her life experiences, came to find out she actually owned her own business for years, a marketing agency. And I was telling her I own my own business, helping English learners. And she was like, man, that's amazing to give back. And we had a wonderful conversation for about maybe 30 or 40 minutes as she was eating and I was eating. <coughs> I'm getting over a cold y'all. Um, and we had a great conversation. And as we were talking in my mind, I was just thinking like, man, it's so important to just acknowledge people to just say hi, because you don't know what will happen. You don't know whose life you will change. You don't know who you'll meet and what experiences you'll learn more about because of that interaction. Her name was Anne, and I'll never forget her. She was a sweet lady. She gave me advice on different vegan shops that I can go visit. We talked about business and I gave her some tips about things that I'm doing, even though she's not running her business anymore. We just had an amazing conversation. And once again, it reminded me the importance of human interaction. So today, when you go out, you might not know the person, but it's totally okay to smile and say, Hey, how are you today? That might start an amazing conversation and bless that person while blessing you at the same time. Hope you have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you in the next lesson.